ourselves, many of them have destroyed people's faith, have caused people to accept the curse rather than aggressively go after the blessing. I want to say one more time, God is a good God. Somebody say amen. amen. Even in the Baptist church, they adopted the saying, God is good. Some of the time? No, all the time. Years ago in the 50s when Oral Roberts started saying that God was a good God, theologians, Southern Baptists, people like that, they wanted to run him out of town. They said, how can you box God in to one thing? He's not only good, he's evil. He's not only this, he's got to be that. And it's a crazy concept. But the Bible continually says over and over that God is a good God. When God created this planet and everything in it, he said he saw it and saw that it was what? Good. Only good things can come from a good God. Over in James, the Bible says every good and perfect gift coming down from above, the Father of lights, right? God creates the good stuff. Everything God created was good until Satan and man got together. That's when stuff turned bad. So there's this concept in the world. We sing songs. And the more I listen to gospel songs and the songs we listen to, the more I realize that they are embalmed with unbelief. As I read the scriptures. Come by here, Lord. Come by here. That sounds good, doesn't it? If you don't stay long. Well, remember that song, Mom? And previous sweat, mass choir. Savior, do not pass me while on others thou art calling. Do not pass me by. Da, 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 da. Yeah, didn't they redo that on Sister Sister or something? One of, one of the movies they redid it on. Maybe it was Preacher's Wife or something. That sound good, don't it? How many of y'all ever sung that song? I know I used to. Do not pass me by. Do not pass me by. Do not pass me by. That's unbelief, though. Because Jesus said, Lo, what did he say? I'm with you always, even to the end of the earth. So either Jesus is with us or he might pass us by. What do we believe? We listen to old school guys. We still might play on the radio. It sounded good on our date night. Derek Cole, we want your spirit. We got your spirit. Let it fall. He's doing all them runs. Let the spirit fall on us, begging over and over, begging over and over. Let the spirit fall. Has the spirit already fallen? When did it fall? On the day of Pentecost. The spirit of God is here. But we sing that stuff, it causes us not to believe. So now we're waiting on the spirit to fall. No, we're not waiting on the spirit to fall. Come on, somebody. So there are a lot of concepts 
we believe that are ungodly and unbiblical. They'll make a gospel song. They'll make theology. But they're wrong. What about this one? Another song. God is in control. God is, God is in control. Y'all ever sung that song? Y'all ever heard that song? Y'all ever heard the concept that God is in total control? Don't worry about what's going on because God is in total control. You ever heard that? Is God in total control? Okay, let's, let's go back. In the Garden of Eden, was God in total control? Let's just start at the beginning. Was he in total control? Did what God want to happen, happen? No, he didn't. Because he told him what he wanted to happen. That's why you need to come to church. Because we talk about stuff so you can learn. Hello? Because you're going to learn and you're going to get better. Because see, that's what we think. God is in total control. But God is not in total control. And God's will is not always done. I submit to you God's will is rarely done. The Bible says God is not willing that any should perish, but that all come to repentance. That's what the scriptures say. Are all repenting? Are some people perishing? So God's will is not totally, he's not totally in control. And if God is in total control, why are we locking our doors? Some of us got a gun on us right now because God is in so much control, right? We lock our doors, got locks on our wheels because God is in control. We set alarms because God is in control. Yes? Hello? Hello? When we walk down the streets of New York, we keep our hand on our wallet because God is in total control, right? Hello? No, if God's total control, why are we punishing rapists and criminals? After, bro. <laughs> I, I, I know I got you. Listen, li listen. But Calvinism is what it is. Hello? Calvinism is what it is. And let me read the concept. Calvinism says that God is in total control. His control means that everything that happens according to, is according to his plan and intention. It means that authority, he has all authority, and that all his commands are being obeyed. It means that presence means that when we encounter God's control and authority in all of our experience so that we cannot escape from his justice and from his love. When theologians talk about divine sovereignty, they usually have these things in mind. His control, right? That God is in total control. The good and the bad that happens is God's design. Now, we don't believe that. And we don't believe the Bible teaches that because if God is in total control, then what is the reward for being wise? Because he told us to be wise. He told us certain things are going to happen to the wise and then certain things are going to happen to the foolish. Somebody say amen. Is that true or not? So if God is in total control, why does he give you a choice over in Joshua? I said before you, life and death. Choose life. Come on, somebody. And then Joshua says, but as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Elijah says, if God is God, then serve him. If Baal be God, serve him. Stop halting between two opinions. So man has a will. Somebody say amen. And based on what we do, 
is what the outcome can be. Somebody say amen. amen. So we talk about, we talked about this the last time. When is my time, is just my time. Is that true? But the Bible says, honor your mother and father that your days may be long. So it infers that a person that honors their mother and father can lengthen their days. Another scripture said that because people take the Lord's Supper, they don't discern the body, they, they have not judged themselves. It said that many of them are sick in the church, many of them are diseased in the church, and many die before their time. Hello? I can choose my demise. Couldn't I? Sure I could. Sure I could. Y'all, I could pull, I could take my car, pull up to the ship channel, go on the south shoulder, turn my car off, wait till one of them ships are passing or something, and jump right in, get ran right over, get crushed, and die. I can choose my demise. That don't have nothing to do with God. Somebody say amen. My, and it has nothing to do with, it was God's will for me to do that. Hello? Because man has a will. We talked about it last week. Not only do men have a will, but angels have a will. The Bible says that angels willfully left their estate. Right, they chose to disobey God. Somebody say amen. amen. Now, with that said, let's talk about the blessing. Many people believe that if God wants me blessed, he's going to bless me irregardless to what I do. And we talked about this last week. Many times people look for a scapegoat to blame what's going on in their life. Well, it was mom. It was daddy. It was this, that. The Calvinist people, the people that say God is in total control. We was in a debate with one of them, and they, they were trying to get somebody who had some pastor who had done unscrupulous stuff, right? Unscrupulous stuff. And he had done this and was messing with this girl and had cheated on his wife and this and that. But I stopped the argument because I said, I thought you believed that everything that happens was God ordained. Yes? So why are you mad at this pastor that cheated on his wife and messed with all these people? Obviously that was God's will. You see how stupid this is? But we've been fed that. And people say this to kind of smooth things over when they've made bad decisions and things have gone wrong. People say stuff like, you know, everything happens for a reason. Yes, but what was the reason? Hello? You on your cell phone, crash your car into the light pole, and you come out, everything happens for a reason. Yeah, the reason was because you was on your cell phone and not paying attention. That wasn't God's will. Somebody say amen. So the blessing of the Lord has conditions. You can start the blessing. You can stop the blessing. And we're going to show you several places in the scripture where people stop the blessing. I want you to go to, let's go here first. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 16. Now, many people believe that if God wants them to have something, He's just going to put it on him. 
But many times, what God does to bless us is create the opportunity for the blessing. Somebody say amen. If God wants you to have more money, then he's not going to send money from the sky, but he might give you a job opportunity that you didn't have before. And if you walk through that job opportunity and you're respected and you're on time and you dress the part and you got your resume and it don't have gravy stains on it and you present yourself, come on somebody, you present yourself in a professional way uh, to that employer, they might employ you and then your money's going to start going up. If you're faithful on that job over time, they might promote you into a position where you can get bonuses and even more money. Somebody say amen. But it's dependent. Look at Hebrews 12, 16. It says, lest there be a fornicator or a profane person as Esau, who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright. Next scripture. For you know how afterward, when he would have inherited the blessing, he was rejected. For he found no place of repentance though he sought it carefully with tears. One of the things that God is going to use is an opportunity. Now I'm going to tell you, and this is a wisdom key from Mike Murdoch, he said, I never met a wealthy man that did not value time. And he said, I never met a poor man who did value time. Many people are in poverty, we're in bad situations because when opportunity came, we was on something else. Do y'all know right now in this this area, some philanthropists, we don't know who it was, gave a certain amount of money that anybody that graduated from high school in this area in 2021 will get their whole college tuition paid at San Jacinto College and Lone Star College. And yet there will be people that will walk past that opportunity, want to burn the American flag, blame the government, talk about the oppression of this race on that race, and yet had an opportunity to take advantage of that. Another opportunity I found out is that anybody who's ever been in foster care, this is true, in Texas, for any length of time, there's a grant that will pay for your full college tuition, everything, books and everything for any state school up to your PhD. Opportunities. These are things we pass by on the street like they're rocks. We don't look into the opportunity that God has given us and we don't make the best of them. Many of y'all have had many opportunities. Many of us have had opportunities and we, we walked over. We disregarded them. We did not value them. We had the attention of somebody. Y'all have seen this happen so many times. I set a young man up in another city 
And he had all kind of problems. Was on drugs, but he had a lot of talent. He could do a lot of stuff, and he could make money. And we've seen him make money. He used to work for me when I was living in that area. And he was just down on what they call his look. He was just down, and he needed some help. And I sent him to a church, and I put him with a mentor who I knew was a millionaire, but he didn't know it. He was a millionaire. And I said, you get with this brother, and he's going to help you get on your feet. I said, you got to get to church. Pastor, I ain't got no gas. Can you cash out me gas? I said, they got a bus. No, nah, no. Nah. Kid don't be riding no buses. I wish I would have sent somebody cash up. Hello? Guess what? He missed that opportunity. And that brother gave the job to somebody else. That brother would have been well on his feet by now, but he missed the opportunity. Yet, he'll turn and pray to God. God, why, why, why don't I have an opportunity? God, why do you keep me in the ghetto? Why do you keep me going through this? God is not doing that. He gives us the opportunity. But many times, we sell out our blessing for something else. Esau was supposed to get the birthright, but he sold his birthright to Jacob for a bowl of parch. For a bowl of oatmeal, y'all. You ever heard the saying, you sold your soul for a Tootsie Roll? We used to say that all the time. Sold they soul for a Tootsie Roll. What does that mean? Something that, y'all know how long it takes to eat a Tootsie Roll? You, you can eat Tootsie Roll in about what? 30 seconds a minute, right? But because of your fleshly appetites, somebody say amen. How many people, y'all? How many people? Y'all remember Lynn Bias and all them guys that were supposed to be going to be pro and all that? How many times have we seen these guys with, 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 with great athletic ability? They've been given some great scholarship to some prestigious college. But somewhere in between, you know, now they just leave, they leave high school early and they take them to college. You know why? Because so many of them between the time they got that scholarship and that summer that led up to the falling college, forfeited their birthright, messed the blessing up, going and robbing a store. Man, you got a $100,000 scholarship to LSU or Texas A&M or Notre Dame, and they go rob a liquor store with some of their neighborhood friends, get killed in the process, or go to jail. And they can pray all they want to. Talk about God. It, it happened for a reason. It happened because you were dumb. It happened because you were stupid. Hello? So one of the things that we got to do not to stop the blessing is to look at every opportunity. Number two, look at uh, Luke 9.62. Before we go there, let's go to Psalm 78 and 41. This is a clear scripture that we're interactive with God. Look at Psalms 78:41. It's talking about the people of Israel. Over and over in Exodus, 
Numbers, Deuteronomy, Leviticus. Over and over, God say, surely I will take you into the land. Over and over, God said to, to these people. He said, surely I'm going to take you in. And the very people, my brother, that he told he would surely take in, they didn't get in. So did God lie? What happened? Why didn't they go in? Millions died in the wilderness. Why? See, we, 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 we want to create this concept. Number one, God wants you blessed. Everybody say, God wants me blessed. God don't want you living in poverty. God don't want you e eating up by disease and cancer. See, these Calvinists, they'll tell you that. They say, well, you got cancer because it was God's will. God is our father. The Bible says he's a good father. Hello? I'm not even a good father. I'm not even, I mean, I can't even be compared to God. But if I had the power to put cancer on my kids, I wouldn't put, them on, put cancer on my kid. Hello? Do we ever see Jesus putting cancer on the kid? Y'all, for, for God, how can God put sickness on people and he don't have no sickness? There's no sickness in heaven, y'all. If God had sickness, he'd have it in heaven. There is no sickness in heaven, the Bible says. If he did put sickness on your ass, he'd have to steal it from the devil. It's not God's will. Hello? Look what? This is why they didn't go in. Look at this scripture. Mr. Bible scholar in the back, look at this scripture. Yea, they turned back and tempted God and limited. What does that Bible say? It limited God. They limited God. Did they limit God from being powerful in the universe? No. They limited God for doing what he wanted to do in their life. Is that true or not? Is that the word of God? He lived, they lived, not, how can you limit God? Does the Bible say they limited God? They limited God because they turned back. Here's another point. Many times God is blessing you. You've come to a church, the blessing of God. Why don't you start marking down things? When did the blessing really start? I mean, really. When the blessing starts in your life, mark out what happened. When the blessing stops, mark out what happened. Then you'll start learning some stuff because you'll start learning patterns. Man, I started getting blessed when I went over there to Kingdom Church. People started getting jobs, houses, money, right? But, but we, we dumb, mama, because we don't know how to keep running 35 die. Y'all remember that game? What was it, Seattle? It was right on the line of the, the goal line. Man, they've been running that same running back all night, two yards to go, and they throw an interception. Bro, run the same play. Who's calling that play? They could have ran 35 bucks one more time. I had a Super Bowl ring. But see, we're dull. When we get blessed, we say, oh, I'm lucky. No. 
Why don't you think about what happened that caused the blessing? And then why don't you run the same play? Hello? See, they didn't understand. They forgot. And you read this whole, this whole song. They forgot what God had done. The same God that did all the miracles, sent all the plagues in Egypt, all that stuff. The same God that had gotten them out of Egypt during the Passover. The same God. But they turned their back on them. Why, Tia? Why, when God keep winning for us, do we make a unilateral decision? Yeah, we just ain't going to that church no more. Yeah, we just going to stop paying tithes. But did the blessing start when you started paying your tithes? Come on, somebody. Did it, when y'all started household family devotions, did you experience anything? Was there peace in your house? Huh? Did the trouble stop a little bit? So what moved you to turn back on that? See, y'all, that's how we stop the blessing because we don't recognize what caused the blessing. Somebody say amen. Hello? If every time I get up, do five push-ups, ten jumping jacks, and I go take a shower real fast, I get $100. <laughs> Every day I do that, I get $100. Why am I ever going to stop doing that? If anything, I'm going to increase that. Shoot, maybe I'll do 20 Jumper Jackson, 40 push-ups, I get $200. People don't think like that. Why, Ashley? Why? Why when things are going good? Why won't people just keep the things going good? Just keep obeying God. Just stay in the right. Why? Why? Because you have a flesh. And the devil, see, they were tempted. The devil, he tempts you. He's always talking to you, giving you false information, falsely accusing people. Soon as folks start getting blessed. And we've had people be honest, right? The devil's just messing my mind. You was looking at me doing the message, Pastor, and I just saw the devil looking at me, and he kept telling me, Pastor, don't like me. <laughs> so I left the church. I thought you didn't like me. Right. <laughs> Yo, it's the devil. Yeah. What are you trying to do? He's trying to cause you to lose. Everybody say, don't turn back. Y'all, for God's sake, everything we do to try to get you in the blessing, and all we try to do to try to get you blessed, and then it starts. Can you please, once it starts, don't turn back. Tell you, how you going to get your next blessing? I'm ministering to her. How'd you get your two kids? Did you get it by faith? So everything, it's the same play. We run the same play, y'all. Keep running the same play, y'all. Hello? The people that I've known, 
have gotten blessed, extremely blessed. Y'all, they ran the same play, kept running it over and over, was on 5.30 a.m. prayer on Tuesday, came to church on Wednesday, was on Thursday prayer at 5.30, was on Tuesday night uh, building blocks of the believer, was at church on Sunday, was on Saturday night prayer with the women, and they just kept running the same play over and over, and they kept giving, they kept sowing, they kept giving their tithes and offering, and sooner or later, the blessings came through. And when the blessing came through, you know what they did? They kept doing it. We're dealing with some people right now. See, let me, let me tell you something. So many of us are foxhole Christians. Do y'all remember 911? How many of y'all remember 911? How many of y'all went to church this Sunday after 911? Let me see here. How many of y'all remember how packed church was? Do you remember? America, do you remember how packed church was? There was no separation of church and state either. You know why? Because right after the day at 911, they had national prayer, and I was a school teacher. And every class, they broadcast the national day of prayer to every classroom in every public school. Wasn't nobody talking about no separation of church and state, and you can't talk about God in school. No, right after 911, everybody went back to God. Now, if that's the play that got us through it, come on, somebody. If that's the play that brought the blessing back, if that's the play that got us back into protection again, then why? Because we turn. We turn. We turn. Y'all, here it is. Heinz ketchup. Is it slow coming out the bottle? But it's good, ain't it? Is it worth waiting for? But y'all, after all that, and you hitting the back of the bottle, and it start coming out, y'all, why in the world would you stop it? And so many of us by our own actions, and I'm looking at some people, y'all, because I've seen you do this over and over, and it breaks my heart. You stop it by your action. You stop it by your own words. You stop it because you turn back. Your heart is not settled in the things of God. You only want God to pull you out of a jam. And as soon as you get out of a jam, I'm back to business. No, if, if God was faithful enough to pull you out of the jam, what could he do once you get out of the jam? Can he bless you even the more? Oh, my God. Some of y'all sleepy on this. Here's the last, last scripture, man. They limited God. I want to think, are you limiting God? Are you limiting God? The money you got right now, have you limited God? Does God want you to have more? He could. The quality of life you live in, are you limiting God? I want you to look at it. Let's look at Luke 962. Here's another decision. This is what Jesus says. It's not up to God. This is what he says. And Jesus said unto him, no man having put his hand to the plow and looking back. Now, 
Is it God's will for you to put your hand to the plow? Yes. Put your hand to the plow and start working for him? Is it God's will for you to look back? No, but you can. Any man who starts out with Jesus but looks back is not fit for the kingdom. Here's the major point. Can you make a resolute decision that you don't go back on? Y'all, listen to me. Listen to me. We think we got the freedom to just change our mind, change our mind. With God, you don't. It's going to cost you something. It's going to cost you. Make a decision and stick with it. Make a decision. Make a decision. What am I putting my hand to? What am I going to put my hand to? And once I put my hand to it, I'm not turning back. Make a resolute decision. And y'all, God can't make that for you. He won't make that for you. You've got to make a decision. And so many people, how many, how many entrepreneurs do we know? Serial entrepreneurs? They was doing the the coffee business in January. Then they switched over to the green tea business. Then they switched over to the bundles of hair business. Now they got in the lash extension business. Now they sell it. They're making their own organic nail polish business. Y'all, <laughs> once something gets started, you change and do something else. No, write the plan. Write the vision. Who writes the vision? I thought God was in control. No, no. He told you to write the vision. What's the vision? You write it. Hello? Write the vision. And make it plain. Jesus said, no man having put his hands to the plow looking back is fit for the kingdom. And y'all, that's how we stop the blessing. Y'all, we need to set small goals for ourselves. Do the presence of God bless you? Does it or not? Have you ever left here with a word of God, applied it to your life and it worked? Yes. Have you ever come here and something just crazy happened? Yeah. People come to church and got a car given to them, yeah? Mercedes Benz and stuff. Anything can happen in church, especially our church, right? People get healed, yeah? People get blessed. Why would you miss this? Right. Y'all, this is not the time to stop the blessing. God wants his people to be blessed, but so often. Because of our schizophrenic decisions and actions, impulsive actions, we stop the blessing of God. And y'all, there are rules to how God blesses, how he wants to bless. Last week, we shared another thing, which is, what are you saying? Yeah, and the Calvinist people say, they can say anything. It doesn't matter because God's in control. That's not what Jesus said. That's not what he said. Mark eleven twenty three. 23. He said, whosoever shall say. 
All the Calvinists want to tell you, well, it don't mean that. But I always ask them, hey, Sus, well, then teach me what it means. Because if the whosoever in Mark 11, 23 is a different whosoever than John 3, 16, then please write, show me that in the scripture. Because when I look it up, it's the same whosoever. Whosoever shall say unto a mountain, be removed, because he shall not doubt in his heart, but believe those things which he says shall come to pass, he shall have. Now what God said, whatsoever he said. So at some point, we got to start agreeing with what God said. Say what God said, and we'll see what we're saying instead of saying what we see. See, many of us, we want to talk about what we see. But Jesus said, if we'll say what we want to see instead of what we do see, we'll see what we're saying. Proverbs says, the life of power and death is in the tongue. Not, a, not God's. God don't have a tongue. Does God have a tongue? No. He's spirit. But the power of life and death is in the tongue. That, he's talking about a man. You got control. Somebody say amen. amen. My mom was a nurse for many years. Mom, people kept saying, I'm finna die. I'm finna die. I'm finna die. I'm finna die. They wouldn't even have an operation. Is that true? They wouldn't even operate on that person. They roll in, I'm finna die, I'm finna die. Because you know why they wouldn't operate on them? Because they know if we operate on this person right now, they finna die. They've seen it happen over and over in hospitals. And my mom told me, she said, they'd be in the emergency room, somebody come in like that, they wouldn't even operate on them. Because the power of life and death is in the tongue. Y'all, God wants us to live and we speak in death. He wants us to prosper, but we speak in poverty. We speak in lack. We speak in what it is. Why don't you speak what you want it to be? Is that what it says in Romans? Huh? That Abraham, just like God, he called those things that be not as though they already were. He kept calling himself Abraham, which means the father of many nations, and he couldn't even have a child. But at some point, Reality caught up with his words. We need to stop trying to make our words match reality and make reality catch up with our words because Jesus said we can have what we say. That means he's not in total control. When you're in a jam, you ought to just begin to say, I'm getting up out of this. I'm getting, my, my wife, my children, they heard me say this over and over. They heard me say stuff like that. No, we getting up out of this. We getting out of this. No, we coming out of this. Okay, I, I wish somebody would catch it. We coming out of this. I'm coming out of this. I'm coming out. I'm coming I'm coming up out of this. It ain't going to be like this all the time. Don't clap for me. You ought to start seeing it. I'm coming out of this. I'm coming out of this. I'm not going to be in this forever. I'm coming out. It's getting better. say every day ask when we was broke I'll never be broke again another day in my life I said it over and over and my reality caught up with my words cause bro I kept, try, I kept trying the other way we call it keeping it real I keeps it real I tell it like it is 
You didn't start telling like you wanted to be. Stop telling like it is. Tell it like it will be. It's not too expensive. God got it for you. Everybody stand on your feet. How not to stop the blessing. Why don't you line your mouth up with the blessing? Are you in debt? Stop saying, I'm in so much debt. Why don't you start saying, we coming out of debt. I'm be out of debt. Single people, I'm so lonely, I wish I had a man. Stop saying that. Say, my man is out there. He's alive. Thank God for my man. Thank God he's being blessed. Thank God you're holding him up so you can get more blessed before you meet me. In the name of Jesus. Why don't you start saying what you want to see? Because, y'all, God is up there. He, 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 he pointed out. The only thing stopping it is us. We don't want to stop it. Oh, that was the devil. No, the devil can't stop nothing if you don't agree with him. Remember, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said, but I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Yeah. He wants you to have, he don't want you to just have it barely. He wants you to have abundance. Hello? He wants you to have abundance. More than enough. More than you need. Hello? Anybody ever go to somebody else Thanksgiving? Oh, you have two chicken wings? No, just one slice of turkey and a spoonful of dressing. Say some cranberry sauce for somebody else. That's not a Thanksgiving feast, right? A feast is more than enough. You're probably going to throw some food away at the feast, right? Because you got more than what's needed. That's how God is. You ever swim in the ocean? You can't swim in the whole ocean, can you? It's more. It's more. Even though Nasty Galveston, it's more than you need. It's more than you need. God is an abundant God. Huh? I don't see nobody with COPD in here. What if God just put us on a Oxygen ration. That's what people go through with COVID. He gives us an abundance. Everything God does, he does it in abundance, y'all. He wants you to have it. But what happens when the oxygen gets cut off? Who's doing that? Must be God's will. Must have been God's will for our cousin, Brother Donovan, to have asthma. Had to be on the asthma machine when he was 10 years old. No, it wasn't. And when we was in the youth service, I called them down and laid hands on I said, God's will is that you be healed of asthma. That brother was healed, never had to be on it. Y'all, he would be on the verge of death. But the Calvinists would make him, well, because God's sovereign if he wants to take it. So then I got to accept it. See, that stuff makes us passive and accepts everything in life that comes along. But the Bible says... We wrestle that we're in a fight. We should be fighting sickness. The hospitals are all right. 
if sickness is God's will, then doctors are working for Satan. Hello, all them Satanist doctors trying to get people healed. No, man. No. No, God gave us doctors. Somebody say amen. amen. <laughs> Do y'all understand this concept? So if the blessing has stopped or slowed down, who slowed it now? Mom, you remember our old church, there used to be a sign up. It said, if you no longer live close to God, guess who moved? Must be God's will, huh? No, you moved. You made a decision. How many of y'all say, I, I want to get closer to God again? Come on. I need to get closer. All right. Y'all, you can make some resolute decisions. Here's one. That seed you're going to sow, when you're going to sow, whatever, you give it to your wife, your whoever, and figure that out. Number two, wonder what you could do to get stronger. You feel a little stronger spiritually now? You came to church, right? What if you just keep running that play? Huh? Well, what you think? Just keep running that play? Just keep coming to church? And then next month, we're going to have a whole month of prayer. We kicking it off this Wednesday with the war room prayer. We, we got the whole workbook and everything. Y'all, we getting ready to get serious. I got to miss that I had some relatives come in town. Can relatives come to church? Or can they stay at the crib till we get back? One or the other. Hello? When you got to go to work and relatives come in town, what you telling them? Hey, bro, there's some bologna mayonnaise in there. I'll be back at three. Hello? Don't nobody lose work for that. And we miss church for any old thing. Because church is at the bottom of the totem pole. It's extracurricular. So extracurricular stuff go out, the, go out the window early. But it's not essential. God needs to become essential. Amen. Put them first. Every head bowed, every eye closed.